Hello, Bridgetown Church, and those of you joining us online, my name is Bethany Allen, and this is the Bridgetown Daily for Wednesday, April 22nd. This week, we've been meditating on and thinking through this idea of endurance, a word I would argue we don't culturally use very often outside of exercise or athleticism, nor is it a word I think many of us truly understand well, particularly those of us in the West. In light of our current moment, and honestly, I think in my desperate attempt at gaining understanding or some kind of context for it, I've been going back to times in history where similar realities of our moment were at play. Times when people saw and survived catastrophic loss, economic devastation, or emotional desperation. This week, specifically, I've been reflecting on the historic tragedy of the Holocaust and of World War I and II. I've always been captivated by this time in history, especially when I think about people like Anne Frank and Corey Timboom and Oscar Schindler, people whose lives were marked by a profound resilience and fortitude. Beyond survival, these, along with millions of others, endured more suffering than most of us will ever know or experience in a lifetime. And yet, as I reflect on their lives, what I'm constantly struck by is, despite their suffering, They seem to have come out of it all, all the bitterness and loss and devastation, better people, or perhaps better said, the best of people. What is it or was it that made them this way? What caused them to persevere, to hold on, to push through and rise up time and time again to greater faithfulness? Paul, in Romans chapter 5, speaks to this idea of endurance, and he does so in a way that I think paints a picture of its power. In verse 1, he writes, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Verse 3, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces endurance, endurance character, and character hope. Paul opens this chapter reminding his readers that we not only have peace with God through Jesus, but we also get to experience God's favor, his goodwill, and loving kindness because of his work on the cross. In verse 3, he goes on and basically says, not only that, an emphasized statement, but that we as apprentices of Jesus also get to boast or rejoice at and in our suffering or trials because, he says, it's actually doing something in us, something deeply good. Paul says that our trials and suffering produce endurance, or another way to read that is perseverance. In the Greek, it's this idea or picture of trusting God for longer and longer stretches of time through greater degrees of difficulty. It's not swerving or giving up despite our circumstances. It is, at least in this context, the trumpeting idea of our fidelity to faith in Jesus at all costs. Finally, Paul says that when this happens, when we suffer or experience hardship, that this suffering marked by godly endurance will produce character, a word that in Greek means something that has passed the test or has come out approved, meaning that our encounter with suffering and trials is actually an opportunity to trust God, 
not in a religious checklist kind of way, but in a deepening, purifying, holistic kind of way that reveals a proven faith. As we endure, we experience what it means to lean on God's faithfulness, to see where and what we place our faith in, and on the other side, to see and believe in deeper ways what has led and sustained us thus far. Romans chapter 5 reminds us that our trials and suffering matter, but also that how we respond to these trials and suffering matters. In this moment, it's undeniable that we will and have experienced hardship and suffering, that many are walking even now through trials, and that many more will. But as apprentices of Jesus, we are not without hope. Paul's words remind us that our endurance through this suffering, all that is and is to come, can be for us a threshold of transformation, and that we can, with confident hearts, based on the realities of our salvation, even rejoice in them, knowing that through them we will experience resilience and a proven faith. This summer, my dad and I, at the end of our visit to the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C., sat in a small seating area for what seemed like hours. As we sat, we watched and listened to story after story after story of the many who had survived, forgiven, hoped, and endured, in spite of their great and tragic suffering. And as we were sitting there, I remember for a moment just breaking my gaze with the screen to observe the room. And I don't think I'll ever forget what I felt. There was an undeniable, unified and holy reverence all around. Each person emotionally moved and equally inspired. From young to old, everyone held that space with tenderness and honor. Those who endure are those of whom the world is often not worthy. Their lives marked by a holy mixture of both patience and hope. Corey Tim Boom once said that if God sends us on strong paths, we are provided strong shoes. Undoubtedly, the journey can be long and endurance hard. And yet, in her words, we're reminded that we have and will have everything we need to withstand what comes. My hope is that you know the gift of God's presence in your suffering here and now. May it produce in you a holy and bold endurance that purifies, strengthens, and transforms.